0: Radio.
1: All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, and band.video. A lot to get into today, especially in the realm of so-called domestic terror, a.k.a. Just being conservative, just believing the things that Americans have believed since the foundation of this country. And how the government is planning on and, as we speak, already engaged in the massive censorship and anti-terror campaign to disabuse us of these beliefs. We'll cover all that. We'll take your phone calls. We're going to be joined by Courtney Turner in the third hour. She is the coordinator of the Rebels, of a, Rebels for a Cause Fest that I'll be speaking at next week, next weekend, June 3rd and 4th. But let's begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 26th of May, 2023. Oathkeeper Stuart Rhodes sentenced to 18 years after January 6 seditious conspiracy conviction. 18 years in prison. This is the first sentence handed down to any defendant convicted of seditious conspiracy related to January 6th, and represents the longest sentence given to any January 6th defendant so far. Government prosecutors had been seeking a sentence of 25 years for Rhodes, who say who they say was the architect of a plot to forcibly disrupt the transfer of presidential power that included quick reaction force teams at a Virginia hotel to ferry weapons into Washington, D.C., if they were needed. The weapons were never deployed, right? 18 years in prison, never on the, never in the Capitol building, not really ever even on the Capitol grounds. Oh, but he did have weapons in an entirely different state. So, I mean, lock him up and throw away the key, Right. We'll get into this. We'll, we'll break this down talk about this quite a bit later in the show. He's using a Civil War era law to give a more egregious sentence than any of the actual Civil War combatants ever faced. Even though you're never there, never went in the building, and actually explicitly told his people not to go in the building. But a bunch of random people that he was friends with. Uh, Moved through the crowd holding one another's shoulders, so that represented a military takeover of the United States, according to this court. Utterly absurd, and we'll get into it. Meanwhile, the the FBI has identified the car used in the DNC pipe bomb, but won't ID the suspect. The FBI is continuing to stonewall congressional oversight of the agency's investigation into a pair of pipe bombs found at the Democrat National Committee and the Republican National Committee headquarters on January 6th. On Wednesday, House Republicans on the Judiciary Committee re-upped demands for a comprehensive briefing on the two-year-old case over which the FBI has refused transparency very suspiciously. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. From the New York Post, a new study shown that left-wing extremism is linked to psychopathy and narcissism. Also pointing to this outcome, uh, looking around every day and seeing the people that are left-wing. As Mike Shelby said on Twitter, left-wing extremism is linked to psychopathy and narcissism. Right-wing extremism is linked with having to put up with those people. Meanwhile, NeuroLink has apparently received FDA approval. Saying, "quote We are excited to share that we've received FDA's approval to launch our first inhuman clinical study. So yes, they will be p- planting chips in, in people's brains. Just very exciting stuff. Can't wait to be upgraded to a thoughtless NPC controlled by the technocratic global government. Finally, we have this: twenty articles of impeachment have been filed against Ken Paxton." Texas House will vote on accusations that include bribery dereliction of duty disregard for official duty and obstruction of justice the 20 articles of impeachment against Attorney General Ken Paxton filed Thursday night in the Texas House accused Republican official of a range of criminal acts that the full Texas house will be asked to vote upon of course they already tried this once none of the accusations were proven and then Ken Paxton ran for office and was voted in but the Democrats think that it's what, what they desire should override what the people vote for. We'll get into just how.
0: It's Friday, May 26th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, three,
1: two, one. We've a lot to talk set. about today world war presentation that was given Kim.com posted it on twitter and it's a full 20 minutes or more it was presented at the eu parliament really breaking down the entire history and reality of sars covid 2 aka coronavirus aka the Wu flu I got I got to spend time to just playing the whole thing. I got to play the whole thing for you because it really does track the development of this weapons technology, biological warfare device from the 1960s all the way up to its release with no uncertain words. I mean, he lays down not not hinting that this might have been something created. Now, it was created in a lab. It was released on purpose It was a weapon system designed to do exactly what it did. And uh, it's an incredible presentation. So I'm going to maybe dedicate just the whole second half of this hour to playing that extended clip. We're also going to talk about the, the the pyramid of dissidents that the DHS is working with leftist NGOs and TIFA organizations to justify their targeting of very normal conservative beliefs. It's all absolutely wild, but the first story is, of course, that our friend, my friend, patriot, peaceful protester, Stuart Rhodes, has been convicted of 18 years in prison after January 6th, seditious conspiracy conviction. It's absolutely devastating. Devastating. Oathkeeper's founder, Stuart Rhodes, was sentenced to 18 years in prison on Thursday following a seditious conspiracy conviction in connection to the January 6th riot. This is the first sentence handed down to any defendant convicted of seditious conspiracy related to January 6th and represents the longest sentence given to any January 6th defendant so far. Government prosecutors had been seeking a sentence of 25 years for Rhodes, who they say was an architect of a plot to forcibly disrupt the transfer of presidential power that included a quick reaction force team at a Virginia hotel to ferry weapons into Washington, D.C. if they were needed, the weapons were never deployed. Which is which is really something else. Really something else. Staging weapons in a different state that never leave that state, never get used. Apparently you gotta go to jail for eighteen years for this. Absolutely incredible. Of course, just like the Proud Boys. Oathkeepers Keepers are a defensive group. And every time they go out and protest or act as security for speakers at protest events, like the Proud Boys, every time they go out and march for Trump, you get hordes of black-clad, masked communists who beat the crap out of anybody that they think can't defend themselves. So There's a reaction to that. They have to do things like wearing armor, carrying flagpoles, not in an offensive way, but obviously in a defensive way. The judge in this, Amit P. Mehta, addressed Rhodes directly, saying, Mr. Rhodes, you have been convicted of seditious conspiracy. You're a lawyer. You understand what that means, the federal judge says. Among the most serious crimes an individual American can commit, an offense against the people of our country— what did Stuart Rhodes do? Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. He wasn't in the Capitol, didn't go in the Capitol, didn't tell anybody to go in the Capitol, didn't commit any violent crimes, didn't commit any nonviolent crimes. And you'll see it over and over again when they talk about this, and they they'll say, Stuart Rhodes called for a quote, civil war, and they'll put civil war in quotes, but they won't put anything else in quotes, just the phrase civil war, because just about every time Stuart Rhodes ever used the term civil war, it was because he was saying what would happen if we didn't peacefully resolve the fact that our election was stolen and that we're now run by bloodthirsty communists. Same thing I say on this show almost every day. Saying there's got to be a lawful, peaceful way to resolve this conflict because if we don't, there's going to be bloodshed. Because if we don't do things the right way, we are headed towards a major cataclysmic conflict. Apparently predicting that, saying what the outcome will be if you don't peacefully resolve this, just as a matter of projecting into the future, seeing the way things are going, seeing how brutal and horrific this regime truly is very reasonable conclusion to come to, but that apparently is him calling for a civil war. So you'll see it over and over again. Civil war is in quotes, nothing else is, because that phrase, in context, is exactly what Stuart Rhodes is talking about, avoiding. The judge continues, and what was the motive? You didn't like the new guy, Meta said, noting just because somebody supported the former president doesn't mean they're a white nationalist. Your only regret was that you thought you should have brought the weapons, and if you had, you would have hung Nancy Pelosi from a lamppost, Meta said. What? Just, so, he doesn't bring weapons, there are no weapons. Weapons are in a different state, and the judge says, you thought that was your only mistake, was not bringing the what? you thought you should have brought the so, because you didn't do something, that's proof that you actually really wanted to do that thing and you would have hung Nancy Pelosi from a lamppost? What? Just, he's been sentenced to 18 years off this judge's speculation. The judge says it's cleared roads, quote, wants democracy in this country to devolve into violence. Again, just projection. They are just reading his mind, apparently. Just absolutely tragic, tragic, honestly. And what I said on Twitter yesterday, it's like this outcome, this trial, this entire farce, the fact that I've a whole handful of personal friends now that are not going to see their children grow up, they're going to spend the next... Two decades locked in a concrete box. Yeah, this has radicalized me more than anything Stuart Rhodes ever could have even said. You have to think going back in time. I mean, I know Stuart, uh, better man than me, I guess. Because every time I talk to him, he just he sort of just accepted his fate. He's just like, this is what happens. This is a tyrannical. Government, this is what happened to the apostles. This is what happened to the founding fathers. Like, I don't think he regrets anything. He just understands where he is now. I, I'm not sure I would have the same magnanim in uh, mag, I wouldn't be as magnanimous. I wouldn't be as clear-eyed about all this. I would have to think that It's up to me, subjecting myself to 18 years in prison from a rigged judiciary system. See, this is the problem. Stuart Rhodes just genuinely, wholeheartedly believes in the American system. He was free for an entire year after January 6th. He was arrested in January of 2022. so for a whole year, he wasn't locked up. He maybe was under observation, but... For a whole year, he could have run away, he could have gone to Mexico, he could have gone to Canada, he could have fled, could have gone into hiding, could have gotten together a bunch of Oath Keepers and built a a fortress and fought when they came to get him, took out a bunch of people with him, tried to, you know, took his chances with a firefight. But he didn't do anything wrong, so why would he do that? Right? If he was a criminal, if he was actually engaged in an insurrection of some sort, he would have done things a lot differently, but he trusted in the Constitution. He thought nothing I did is outside the First Amendment. Nothing I did violates the laws as they're written. So why should I run? Why should I fight? Well, maybe because those protections don't matter. Anymore. They don't exist. Sold out
2: for more than a year. We now have back in stock a limited run of our extremely popular tooth whitening coral calcium toothpaste full of essential oils, back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Another great product sold out for almost a year is our activated charcoal essential oil toothpaste as well. These are both incredible for your gums, polish your teeth, amazing to counter gingivitis, and they fund the InfoWar. There are no fillers in these products. These are fluoride-free, next-level toothpaste, 10,000 of each tube, limited run, available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. And your purchase funds the operation, plus these are incredible products you need. So the Coral Calcium Tooth Whitening and the Activated Charcoal Essential Oil Toothpaste are now both back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. I thank you for your support, but regardless, these are great products you need. So take action now. Go to InfoWarsStore.com for both these great toothpastes back in stock. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy. Turbo Force Plus now in a canister, stronger and even more product. Infowarsstore.com back in stock. Ultimate Bone Proth sold out for over two years. Just get to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. Infowarstore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. Bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight naturally. It's so easy. Diet Force. Infowarsstore.com. 1776 testosterone boost, Infowarsstore.com.
0: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: All right, welcome back, folks. Talk about the absolutely outrageous sentence. Nonviolent, never committed any violence, never threatened any violence. They've been, we're near the Capitol on January 6th. Stuart Rhodes, convicted for 18 years, and of course, this is all part of a psychological operation—not just against Stuart Rhodes, but against everybody. In speculation, they announced it shortly after January 6th. They announced they were engaged in a shock and awe campaign. Their words: shock and awe campaign by arresting the most visible. notable dissidents people who question the current regime this is a plan take out the guys at the top as a warning to everybody else this is what will happen shock and awe campaign so it's not that he did anything wrong that he's a symbol of resistance he's a symbol of the American people actually using and understanding their constitutional rights. In a first for January 6th case, the judge agreed with prosecutors to apply enhanced penalties for terrorism. He's a terrorist. You know, like the type of people that set off bombs and, stadiums when children are watching a concert there, blow up a subway system, fly airplanes into buildings, or, you know, uh, walk around the outskirts of the Capitol while a riot is going on. Basically the same, I guess. One leaves piles of bodies and mangled limbs and destroys the well-being and livelihood of Thousands of people. The other uh, is engaged in peaceful protest, but according to our government, they're the same now. He applied these enhanced penalties for terrorism under the argument that the Oathkeeper sought to influence the government through intimidation or coercion. Judges in previous sentences had shot down the Justice Department's request for the so-called terrorism enhancement, which can lead to a longer prison term, but Meta said it fits in Rhodes' case. Rhodes, of course, made remarks before the judge handed down the sentence. He slammed the prosecution as politically motivated, noting that he never went inside the Capitol and insisted he never told anyone else to do so. Saying, quote, I'm a, politi- I'm a political prisoner like President Trump and my only crime is opposing those who are destroying our country. There is, there is no other crime that you can point to that he committed or told anybody else to commit for that matter. and it's amazing when you see people who their entire understanding of politics is like a existential fear of authoritarianism and totalitarianism and yet they can't see it right in front of their faces everything they believe and everything that they do is predicated on this belief that they are opposing nazis that they're the resistance. They're standing up against a tyrannical government. And then when a tyrannical government targets a citizen, running them through an unfair show trial after keeping them in jail for two years, eliminating their ability to fundraise, infiltrating their group and trying to extort them into you know, committing crimes. So they can go after them when it just happens right in front of their eyes exactly the same way that it's happened a thousand times before in human history the same regimes that they are psychopathically obsessed with and paranoid about exactly the same function exactly the same way so many of these people are just like "Um, he was found guilty sweetie okay it's like, um, yeah, well, so was Solzhenitsyn when he was sent to the gulags. Yeah, okay, so were the Jews that were sent to the gas chamber, you idiots. That's how tyrannical governments work. You have show trials. You have the false facade of legitimacy to your political persecutions. How can you not see this is happening right in front of you? So Then, I mean, the only option is these people either just, are actually that stupid. They actually can't see when it's happening right in front of them. Or they don't actually care about authoritarianism. It's just if it's in the hands of the right people, it's good. They act like they're the resistance. They're standing up against tyranny unless it's on their side. Then when it's on their side, they are the little bootlickers. They are the little foot soldiers of the regime. Seems like there's a lot of that, a lot of that going on. A lawyer for Rhodes who plans to appeal his conviction said prosecutors are unfairly trying to make Rhodes the face of January 6th. Attorney Philip uh, Linder told the judge that Rhodes could have had many more Oath Keepers come to the Capitol if he really wanted to disrupt the Congress's certification of the electoral vote. He also could have brought all of the guns that he had that he didn't bring. I mean, it's just outrageous. And of course the Proud Boys trial is very similar to this. If you go through the details of that, especially I mean the number of FBI agents that were infiltrating the uh, actually monitoring the defense in real time, communicating with the government side of the trial, passing information on, seeing what their defense would be, to see how they could combat it, keeping exculpatory evidence from them. Under the claim of national security, this is the way tyrannical regimes work. Norm Pattis makes a good note about this on Twitter, saying Confederate rebels were pardoned several years after the Civil War ended, a war that cost 600,000 American lives. And yet we're still prosecuting folks for participating in an afternoon's riot on January 6th. And prosecutors are looking for decades of of imprisonment for participants. What has become of this country? Glad Stuart Rhodes not cower before the judge today. Mike Cernovich notes, Stuart Rhodes, who committed no violence and is not – and it's not even clear what his crimes were, was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Stalin's gulags were usually five- to ten-year bids. The communist takeover of the D.C. court systems is now complete. And then, of course, you can compare this to charges and sentences for left-wing actual violent demonstrators or just murderous psychopaths. David Giglio on Twitter Says this, and yet a leftist who shot and attempted to murder a pro-life advocate got sentenced to 100 hours of community service. A Western Michigan man who pleaded no contest to shooting an 84-year-old woman campaigning against abortion rights at his home was sentenced to community service Tuesday. Shoot an old lady because of your politics, 100 hours community service. Nonviolently be in Washington D.C. during a riot that other people were violent at, eighteen years in prison. By the way, the judge on this case is on the board of an Innocence Project He's is now sentencing is now sentencing a harsh sentence for essentially nothing. I fail to see how this guy did anything worse than the average protester. Some actual violent protesters have gotten slaps on the wrist. He's part of the Mid Atlantic Innocence Project. There to reduce sentences of violent crimes. But nonviolent crimes, oh, you're going away for two decades.
2: Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson and take him off the air. People said, No way, he's the most popular ever happen They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believe they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox, or controlled by George Soros, or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand, please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsStore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
0: Listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. A lot to talk about today. We'll be
1: taking your phone calls. Up second hour, we'll be joined in the third hour by Courtney Turner. Talk about the Rebels for a Cause Fest. Everything we do here by going to infowarsstore.com Tons of great products on offer there I've said it before but Sales tend to slow down a bit When uh, the boss isn't in the building Alex Jones tries to take a well-deserved vacation It's often diff- difficult for him to do so Because he's not here doing the show People don't support us as much. So people are always saying, Alex or to me, Alex needs to take a vacation. He needs to relax a little bit because he can't be firing on all cylinders all the time. He'll burn himself out. Why didn't he go disconnect for a little while? It's Like, well, yeah, but I totally agree. So don't let his uh, vacation be a blow to the bottom line. Go to Infowarsstore.com today. Support us. In everything that we do here, we so appreciate it, and of course, I hope you know that, uh, like, there's, there's literally nothing that can drive us away from the truth. Stuart Rhodes is maybe a good example for me personally, during the fact that there was. That hit piece on him came out just as he was being hunted by the American government, claiming he was a Fed. A lot of people jumped on that. A lot of people bought into it. A lot of people thought it was real. I spent an entire show going with a fine-tooth comb through every part of that article and debunking it point by point using just showing its own lapse in internal logic that it proved nothing sticking by through sure Rhodes probably would have been a lot more popular to throw them under the bus. I'd probably, probably have a, a much more significant fan base if I pretended to buy into the flat earth conspiracy. But... I have, to have this, uh, I have to have this little thing called integrity. I have to just tell you what I believe. I have to just tell you what I think the truth is, no matter how unpopular that belief is with the ruling regime that's calling me and people like me a terrorist, destroying our constitutional rights in a psychopathic drive for total control, or people that are on the outside, people that are in our audience. I'm not going to... Change my beliefs to placate anybody. Hopefully, even if you disagree with me on some of these points, you can appreciate the fact that we have this outlet, InfoWars, where we have the right and the ability and the platform to take these stances and take your calls and be proven wrong if that's the case. Change our beliefs to fit whatever the newest evidence is. but it's amazing having this outlet where we're like completely protected and contained from outside influence. So I don't have to change my views for any reason whatsoever. So I don't, I'm just here to tell you the truth and what I truly firmly believe and explain why I believe that stuff and then take your calls and determine whether or not I need to alter my perception. Based on new information. It really is a singular thing. And I'll do my part in trying to tear down this system. Trying to embody just the American ideal that is being slowly but surely dissolved from our country. It's just pathetic. It's just sad. I talking to my friend about this yesterday and just how just talking about all of our friends, this guy's not, he's not in politics, right? He's a white hat hacker. He's a, you know, he just works for a securities company. We both had the same experience where like in high school, even in middle school, like all these people that we knew were just like, they just understood it. They got it. They understood like, what it was to be an American, like if somebody threatens you with violence, if you dare say something like I, I'm going to say that thing now, because that's how you respond to bullies as you respond to tyrants. That's the American way. And we just look at our friends now and it's just like, what happened to you? What, why are you so weak now? Why are you so weak and pathetic? Petulant. Like What happened to you? It's very sad. It's very sad. So we're going to keep this uh, flame alive. We're going to keep the the embers burning. What it is to be an American and the strident resolve that liberty requires. I was thinking about it because he was wearing one of those shirts like the old uh, Reagan Bush shirts, 1984, 1982 or whenever it was. And i had been thinking about that phrase that Reagan would use, peace through strength how like that is masculinity that is like all like forget the geopolitical aspects of peace through strength just like that's what it is to be masculine <laughs> to be strong enough that violence never happens to to put off an air of you don't want to mess with me and i will not mess with you yeah well yeah we can talk about the reagan and bush campaign i know some i know some inside dirt about that It is a solid, some solid iconography, I'll tell you that. Reagan was on the up and up. Bush, of course, was the poison pill they forced him to swallow. I was talking to a guy, older guy, um, much older guy, who was around and in politics, actually a pretty big force in politics, on the libertarian side, helped Ron Paul early on in his campaign, and was a, a major force behind Ron Paul's entire political career, he was talking about how he was. He talked to Reagan when Reagan was running for president. And he tried to warn him against having George Bush as a vice president. And Reagan told him, quote, they're saying it has to be Bush. Who they are, who's to say? But whoever pulls the strings behind the scenes told Reagan, you could be president. You just have to have George Bush as your vice president. Reagan didn't want to. The good people like my friend were telling him not to have George Bush as vice president, but they told him he had to to have Bush as vice president. And then, of course, Reagan gets shot and almost assassinated. George Bush almost becomes president at that point. That's the way things are controlled. That's the way presidents and presidencies are manipulated. I want to go to this video but it's uh, it's so long. I'm going to go to as much of it as possible in the next segment. It's a rundown where the uh, this guy, is, it really just gives the whole history and reality behind COVID-19. How it was created in a lab, how it was released on purpose, how these plans have been in place since at least the early 90s, how everything about SARS-CoV-2 Dates all the way back to the 1960s. Yeah, I'll start, I'll start in the next segment, and we'll just keep it going. I, I got to play the whole thing. The whole thing's 21 minutes long. But so this morning I was going through trying to find, like, if I could just cut out 10 minutes of it to show you, but I, I got to just play the whole thing for you. So we'll do that in the next segment. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls in the second hour. Again, we'll be joined by uh, Courtney Turner in the third hour, Rebels for a cause event going on in Nashville. As I think we're all just a little bit sick of playing defense. We want to go on the offense. We don't want to constantly be complaining about the downfall of our culture, but would rather build up a positive culture from the ashes. So that's what we'll be doing. we We have so much more to cover in today's show. Stay with us. We'll go to that clip on the other side. Again, it's everything you need to know about the bioweapons program that is ruling our world. Please give me
2: one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And Infowarstore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, triiodine, exclusively at InfowarStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting.
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to this video here. We'll get to as much of it as we can. We may even carry it over into the next hour. This is the American Journal. This was posted by Kim.com on Twitter. He says, this is the most important video you will watch this year. Millions were killed with COVID-19 for profit. Quote: COVID-19 was an act of biological warfare perpetrated on the human race. It was a financial heist. Nature was hijacked and science was hijacked. This is from the recent international COVID summit post- hosted by the European Parliament. So far, 766 million COVID 19 infections have been recorded worldwide, with just over 7 million deaths, excluding vaccine deaths. This is the biggest crime against humanity perpetrated by the US government. The evidence suggests that COVID 19 was intentionally released by the US government in Wuhan, China, with the goal to trigger a global pandemic to raise public acceptance of U.S. pharma vaccines. Every nation should condemn the bioterrorist, pipeline terrorist government of the United States. So let's go to this video now. Again, this is the full history and breakdown of what led the United States government to purposefully releasing COVID-19.
3: This is in the European Parliament. Dr. Martin. It is a... It is a particularly interesting location for me to be sitting today given that over a decade ago I sat in this very chair right here in the European Union Parliament and at that time I warned the world of what was coming. Uh, During that conversation that was hosted at the time by the Green and EFA and a number of the other parties of the European Union's Uh, various representations, we were having a conversation on whether Europe should adopt the United States policy of allowing for the patents on biologically derived materials. And at the time, I urged this body and I urged people around the world that the weaponization of nature against humanity had dire consequences. Tragically, I sit here today Um, with that unfortunate line that I don't like to say, which I told you so. But the fact of the matter is, we're here not for a reprisal on past decisions. We're here to actually, once again, come to the face of the human condition and ask the question, who do we want to be? What do we want humanity to look like? And rather than seeing this as an exercise in futility, which is very easy from time to time when you're in the position I'm in, I actually see this not as an an exercise in futility, I see this as one of the greatest opportunities that faces us because we now have a public conversation which is now front and center in people's minds. When this was an esoteric conversation about biological patents, nobody cared. But when that conversation came home, then it became something people can care about. So I'm actually quite grateful for this opportunity. I thank the members of parliament for hosting this. I thank all of the translators who I apologize in advance, I will use terminology that is probably very difficult to translate, so my apologies. I'd also like to acknowledge the fact that many of you are aware of my involvement with this, in large part due to the amazing work of my wonderful wife, Kim Martin who encouraged me at the very early days of this pandemic to get on front of the camera and talk about all the information that I had been sharing among very small groups around the world. And it was in fact her encouragement that put me in a place where many of you have heard what I have to say. Ironically, The world that I came from that used to be very popular, my CNBC and Bloomberg presentations, which were televised on mainstream media around the world, was an audience that I lost. I I can confidently say COVID diminished my fame, but I can also confidently say that I'd rather stand among the people with whom I'm standing today than any of the folks that were part of that previous world. So this is a much better place to be. My role today is to set the stage for this conversation in a historical context, because this did not come in the last three years. This did not come in the last five or six years. This actually is an ongoing question that probably began here in Europe in the early stages of the mid-1900s, but certainly by 1913, 1914, this conversation started right here in Central Europe pandemic that we alleged to have happened in the last few years also did not happen overnight in fact the very specific pandemic using coronavirus began in a very different time and we'll try to advance the slides here with one of these things up oh, there we go <clears throat> Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model of a pathogen was isolated in 1965. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. It was isolated once upon a time associated with the common cold. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. And you heard me correctly, that was 1965. And by the way, these slides are public domain. You're welcome to look at every single reference. Every comment that I made is based on published material. So do make sure that you look at those references. But in 1966, The very first COV, coronavirus model, was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And you heard the date, 1966. I hope you're getting the point of what I'm saying. This is not an overnight thing. This is actually something that's been long in the making. A year before I was born, we had the first transatlantic coronavirus data sharing experiment between the United States and the United Kingdom. And in 1967, the year I was born, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. Isn't that amazing? 56 years ago, the overnight success of a pathogen that's been 56 years in engineering. And I want that to chill with all of you. Where were we when we actually allowed, in violation of biological and chemical weapons treaties, where were we as a human civilization when we thought it was an acceptable thing to do to take a pathogen for the United States and infect the world with it? Where was that conversation? And what should have been that conversation in 1967? That conversation wasn't had. Ironically, the common cold was turned into a chimera in the 1970s, and in 1975, 1976, and 1977, we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals, pigs and dogs, and not surprisingly by the time we got to 1990 we found out that coronavirus as a infectious agent was an industrial problem for two primary industries the industries of dogs and pigs dog breeders and pigs found that coronavirus created gastrointestinal problems and that became the basis for pfizer's first spike protein vaccine patent filed are you ready for this in 1990 did you hear what I just said? 1990, Operation Warp Speed, I'm sorry. Where's the warp and the speed? Pfizer, 1990, the very first spike protein vaccine for coronavirus. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't it fascinating that we were, we were told that, well, the spike protein is a new thing. We just found out that that's the problem. No. As a matter of fact, we didn't just find out it was not just now, now the problem. We found that out in 1990 and filed the first patents on vaccines in 1990 for the spike protein of coronavirus. And who would have thought? Pfizer. Clearly the innocent organization that does nothing but promote human health. Clearly Pfizer. Pfizer the organization that has not bought the votes in this chamber and in every chamber of every government around the world not that pfizer certainly they wouldn't have had anything to do with this but oh yes they did and in 1990 they found out that there was a problem with vaccines they didn't work you know why they didn't work It turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus. All right, folks, we're
1: going to continue this clip on the other side. It's just getting started. You're not going to believe the information he drops in the next... Five to ten minutes. It's wild stuff. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. X3 Survival Shield is back in stock and 25% off. Keep us on the air. Keep this information first, nobody
2: rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours of energy. Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just so couldn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight naturally. It's so easy. Diet Force, Infowarsstore.com. 1776 testosterone boast, Infowarsstore.com.
0: You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video.
3: Turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus from nineteen ninety until two thousand and eighteen, every single publication concluded that coronavirus escapes the vaccine impulse because it modifies and mutates too quickly for vaccines to be effective and since 1990 to 2018 that is the published science ladies and gentlemen that's following the science following the science is their own indictment of their own programs that said it doesn't work and there are thousands of publications to that effect not a few hundred and not paid for by pharmaceutical companies. These are publications that are independent scientific research that shows unequivocally, including efforts of the Chimera modifications made by Ralph Berk in the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. All of them show vaccines do not work on coronavirus. That's the science. And that science has never been disputed. But then we had an interesting development in 2002, and this date is most important because in 2002, the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. Listen to those words, infectious replication defective. What does that phrase actually mean? For those of you not familiar with language, let me unpack it for you. Infectious replication defective means a weapon. It means something meant to target an individual, but not have collateral damage to other individuals. That's what infectious replication defective means. And that patent was filed in 2002 on work funded by NIAID's Anthony Fauci from 1999 to 2002. And that work, patented at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, mysteriously preceded SARS 1.0 by a year. <gasps> Dave, are you suggesting that SARS 1.0 wasn't from a wet market in Wuhan? Are you suggesting it might have come from a laboratory in the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill? No, I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you that's the facts. We engineered SARS. SARS is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. The naturally occurring phenomenon is called the common cold. It's called influenza-like illness. It's called gastroenteritis. That's the naturally occurring coronavirus. SARS is the research developed by humans weaponizing a life system model to actually attack human beings. And they patented it in 2002. And in 2003, giant surprise. The CDC filed the patent on coronavirus isolated from humans in violation, once again, of biological and chemical weapons treaties and laws that we have in the United States. And I'm very, very precise on this. The United States likes to talk about its rights and everything else and the rule of law and all the nonsense that we like to talk about. But we don't ratify treaties about, I don't know, defending humans. We conspicuously avoid that. We actually have a great track record of advocating for human rights and then denying them when it comes to actually being part of the international community, which is a slightly problematic thing. But let's get something very clear. When the CDC in April of 2003 filed the patent on SARS coronavirus isolated from humans, what did they do? They downloaded a sequence from China and filed a patent on it in the United States. Any of you familiar with biological and chemical weapons treaties knows that's a violation. That's a crime. That's not an innocent oops. That's a crime.
1: Again, folks, we're going and to uh, continue pat- this clip on the other side. Again, it's still just getting started. It's saying in no uncertain terms, this was a bioweapon that was released on purpose, like we've been saying.
0: You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: The second hour has begun. Thank you so much for being here with us. We'll be joined by Courtney Turner in the third hour. We'll take your calls throughout this second hour. I almost feel like I'm, I'm turning over my responsibility to host the show to this, this long clip, but I'm telling you the whole thing is worth it. And we're going to upload the whole thing in its entirety to band.video. You can find that later. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to ensure that we have a platform to air this type of bombshell information that you are not seeing anywhere else. Let's go now back to uh, Dave Martin presenting the reality, the full timeline of SARS-CoV-2, a.k.a. COVID-19, a.k.a. the bioweapon released by the New World Order to bring about a global government. Here he is talking to the European Parliament.
3: And the United States Patent Office went as far as to reject that patent application on two occasions until the CDC decided to bribe the Patent Office to override the patent examiner to ultimately issue the patent in 2007 on SARS coronavirus. But let's not let that get away from us, because it turns out that the RT-PCR, which was the test that we allegedly were going to use to identify the risks associated with coronavirus, was actually identified as a bioterrorism threat by me in the European Union sponsored events in 2002 and 2003. 20 years ago. That happened here in Brussels and across Europe. In 2005, this particular pathogen was specifically labeled as a bioterrorism and bioweapon platform technology described as such that's not my terminology that i'm applying to it it was actually described as a bioweapons platform technology in 2005 and from 2005 onwards it was actually a biowarfare enabling agent its official classification from 2005 forward i don't know if that sounds like public health to you does it biological warfare enabling technology that feels like not public health that feels like not medicine that feels like a weapon designed to take out humanity that's what it feels like and it feels like that because that's exactly what it is we have been lured into believing that eco health alliance and darpa and all of these organizations are what we should be pointing to but we've been specifically requested to ignore the facts that over $10 billion have been funneled through black operations through the check of Anthony Fauci and a side-by-side ledger where NIAID has a balance sheet, and next to it is a biodefense balance sheet, equivalent dollar-for-dollar matching that no one in the media talks about. And it's been going on since 2005. Our gain-of-function moratorium the moratorium that was supposed to freeze any efforts to do gain-of-function research. Conveniently, in the fall of 2014, the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill received a letter from NIAID saying that while the gain-of-function moratorium on coronavirus in vivo should be suspended, because their grants had already been funded, they received an exemption. Did you hear what I just said? A biological weapons lab facility at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill received an exemption from the gain-of-function moratorium so that by 2016 we could publish the the journal article that said SARS coronavirus is poised for human emergence in 2016 and what You might ask, Dave, was the coronavirus poised for human emergence? It was W-I-V-1, Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 poised for human emergence in 2016 at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, such that by the time we get to 2017 and 2018, the following phrase entered into common parlance among the community. There is going to be an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. The operative word obviously in that phrase, the word release. Does that sound like leak? Does that sound like a bat and a pangolin went into a bar in the Wuhan market and hung out and had sex and and lo and behold, we got SARS-CoV-2? No. Accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen was the terminology used and four times in April of 2019, seven months before the allegation of patient number one, Four patent applications of Moderna were modified to include the term accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen as the justification for making a vaccine for a thing that did not exist. Keep going. If you have not done so, please make sure that you make reference in every investigation to the premeditation nature of this, because it was in September of 2019 that the world was informed that we were going to have an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen so that by September 2020, there would be a worldwide acceptance of a universal vaccine template. That's their words right in front of you on the screen. The intent was to get the world to accept a universal vaccine template, and the intent was to use coronavirus to get there. And the last slide. This isn't advancing, so if I could have somebody do let Let's read this because we have to read this into the record everywhere I go. Until an infectious disease, crisis is very real, present, and at the emergency threshold that is often largely ignored. To sustain the funding base beyond the crisis, he said, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan influenza or a pan coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. Sounds like public health. Sounds like the best of humanity. No, ladies and gentlemen, this was premeditated domestic terrorism stated at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in 2015, published in front of them. This is, an, this is an act of biological and chemical warfare perpetrated on the human race. And it was admitted to in writing that this was a financial heist and a financial fraud. Investors will follow if they see profit at the end of the process. Let me conclude by making five very brief recommendations. The last slide. Nature was hijacked. This whole story started in 1965 when we decided to hijack a natural model and decide to start manipulating it. Science was hijacked when the only questions that could be asked were questions authorized under the patent protection of the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and their equivalent organizations around the world. We didn't have independent science, we had hijacked science. And unfortunately, there was no moral oversight in violation of all of the codes that we stand for. There was no independent, financially disinterested, independent review board ever impaneled around coronavirus, not once, not once, not since 1965. We do not have a single independent IRB ever impaneled around coronavirus. So morality was suspended for medical countermeasures. And ultimately humanity was lost because we decided to allow it to happen. Our job today is to say, no more gain of function research, period. No more weaponization of nature, period. And most importantly, no more corporate patronage of science, for their own self-interest, unless they assume 100% product liability for every injury and every death that they maintain. Thank you very much.
1: There it was, folks. It has to be one of the most important presentations in the the last decade. Hopefully now we have a more full understanding of the reality around COVID-19. As we've been saying here on InfoWars for a very long time. This was a bioweapon developed in America. It was released on purpose. And the plans had been laid for a long time before most of America ever heard about it. Of course, if you were watching InfoWars, you knew it was coming. You didn't have to wait two to three years to come to this revelation. We were expecting it because they'd announced they were going to do it decades beforehand
2: finally got all the pieces in place to launch the attack they decided to not perp walking not put him in handcuffs not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump didn't they know this would backfire we were waiting for the mugshot we learned today they wouldn't have it so we've made our own and it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump the shirt is being printed now in Texas It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says InfoWars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your... Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free AAA-253-3139. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nutritive and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system And bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that will domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue.
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: Back. Ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday edition of American Journal, the lines are open. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's one 789 2539 We have plenty of time to take your calls today before we welcome Courtney Turner at 1030. Talk about the Rebels for a Cause Fest. It's happening next weekend, June 3rd and 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. So go ahead and give us a call about whatever topics you want. 1-877-789-2539. While we gather those phone calls, we're going to talk about a very disturbing development in the technocratic tyranny that we're currently fighting. I don't know exactly how to, how to lead this off. We'll start with this quote. Somebody posted it as a a comment under a tweet of mine. It is, of course, from Aldous Huxley. He said this in the 1950s. He said, there will be, in the next generation or so, a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will, in fact, have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. This is the end game. This is what all of what we're talking about is leading up to the final or the ultimate revolution beyond which further revolution is impossible. China, of course, I think has already largely achieved that status i don't think there will be a revolution in china i don't think it's possible i think anybody with revolutionary ideation in that country find their social credit score dropping their friends unwilling to associate with them anymore when he gets nipped in the bud right away and that's what they're trying to export and implement here in the united states gateway pundit has this very troubling article detailing how this is Manifesting says America in crisis five reports in five hours reveal the rise of the Marxist horde and their assaults on our sacred rights. They say America has survived wars, foreign attack, economic depression and natural disasters. But the greatest assault today on our way of life comes from within. Open borders, corruption at the highest levels, political leaders devoid of morals, a two-tiered justice system, a politicized intelligence community, a hopelessly dishonest media define the threat. America is in crisis like never before. Here are five reports from five hours yesterday that give you an idea of just how rapidly this takedown is unfolding. From the Missouri vs. Biden case found during discovery, the regime claims they have the right to control your, quote, cognitive infrastructure and get to see... Uh, and get to decide what you get to see and hear. We'll go over that in just a second. Number two, the FBI has the license plate of the January 6th RNC and DNC bomber, but they will not act on it. They know who the bomber is. Why? Because they sent them in the first place, if I had to guess. Number three, Steve Bannon was already pardoned for the non-crime for which he is now being retried. The Marxist regime does not care. They're just going full bore double jeopardy that nah, who cares just do it number four the regime is now lumping christians conservatives and republicans in the same category as terrorists we'll go over that in just a minute finally of course Oathkeeper's founder Stuart rhodes has been lectured by a wicked lawless judge and then sentenced to 18 years in prison Stewart stood outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. His group was there to provide security at several events. He was not armed. His members were not armed. They left weapons in their hotel room outside of city limits. Stewart committed no violence. He did not enter the U.S. Capitol. There were no plans discussed for an insurrection. There were no organized plans to invade the U.S. Capitol. There were no insurrection pre-planning meetings. But the regime has sentenced him on terror charges and seditious conspiracy. All of these things happening just yesterday. And it's just the tip of the spear. I mean, that's just the, the very, you know, just the beginning. I mean, even just this week, you've got Comer threatening Christopher Ray with contempt because they refuse to give over investigations and information they have about the Biden campaign, accepting millions of dollars from foreign countries to change American law to benefit them. And it just goes on and on. I mean, there there's more of this than you can even describe But Just getting into some of these. We'll start. We'll just go down the list, shall we? From the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit discovery, Biden regime designates your thoughts as part of government infrastructure. They call it cognitive infrastructure and they believe it's their right to control it. Gateway Pundit previously reported in May that that Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, along with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration, including Biden himself, Anthony Fauci, the Department of Homeland Security, and nearly a dozen federal agencies and secretaries. Schmidt has moved on to represent Missouri in the U.S. Senate. The suit alleges a massive coordinated effort by the deep state, that is the permanent administrative state, to work with big tech to censor and manipulate Americans from average citizens to news outlets on issues including the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, 2020 election integrity, 2019 origin and extent skepticism, COVID-19 vaccine skepticism, amongst other issues. Well, Tracy Beans at Undercover Uh, Uncover DC has been closely following this Missouri versus Biden case for several months now. On Wednesday, Tracy posted on recent findings in the case, the most shocking item discovered is that the Biden regime designates your thoughts as part of government infrastructure. They call it cognitive infrastructure and believe they have the right to control it. Yeah, talk about Orwellian. These lawless beasts believe they have the right to control your thoughts, and that's exactly what they've been doing. The complaint alleges that the U.S. government was not only threatening and coercing social media companies to censor Americans on social media, but they're also working with social media companies to accomplish that goal. It alleges that topics surrounding COVID-19, the origins of COVID, the Great Barrington Declaration, election integrity, et cetera, et cetera, were under scrutiny by the White House and other government agencies and that the government had very publicly threatened to take action against social media companies should they not act to censor viewpoints on those topics that were disfavored by the government. Unlike what many expected, the judge actually granted a motion for expedited discovery and depositions. A struggle ensued between the government and plaintiffs with the government fighting against the judge in this case to stop discovery and certain plaintiffs being, disp- being from being deposed. They took those complaints to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in Virginia, a court that usually is very friendly to the government. But the government uh, and at this ap- appellate court level, the government argued that no one should have – to leave their government jobs to sit for lengthy depositions in this case, certainly not the head of uh, CISA, for example. The appellate Court would not play ball with the government and re- remanded the case back to Louisiana. One particular interesting exchange was made by Secretary Jen Psaki. She made threats to social media companies from the podium. They sought to depose her about those threats. She left the office. The government said they had no responsive documents, uh, documents to explain her comments, so they said, okay, we have to depose Jen Psaki court ruled that Jen now needed to testify. The judge in that case laid both into the government and Psaki. It was so stunning. Tracy Bean says, I literally read the transcript of the hearing as its own video. Another interesting tidbit, once Fauci was deposed, the government sought to seal all depositions and video, along with discovery materials, arguing the government employees were being threatened and harassed. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they were.
2: We'll we'll tell you more on the other side. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of two billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
0: Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
1: Welcome back, folks. We're going through just some of the events that have occurred with the federal government in the last few days that really illustrate and highlight the situation that we're in, let's just say. As Gateway Pundit notes, just yesterday and within five hours, you have the Missouri versus Biden case. We found that the government was claiming that Your thoughts are cognitive infrastructure that belongs to the government, and they have a right to manipulate it as they will. The FBI had the license plate of the January 6th RNC and DNC pipe bomber, but they're not acting on it. We have the note from the uh, Oversight Committee here, Committee on the Judiciary. Conducting oversight, they say this. As part of our oversight obligations, we wrote to you on March 9th, 2022, over a year ago, requesting a briefing about the status of the FBI's investigation into the pipe bombs placed near the headquarters of the DNC and RNC uh, on January 5th, 2021, the start of the 118th Congress on January 17th. We reiterated this request. To date, you have failed to comply. They've had to request twice. It's been over a year, 15 months at this point. And it's worth reminding you that the Capitol was evacuated on January 6th, 2021, not because of the riot. In fact, the timeline went that there was Trump's speech. People started moving to the Capitol. There was a crowd at the Capitol. That was entirely peaceful. Then the bombs were found. Then the Capitol was evacuated. Then the police started firing flashbangs and tear gas into the peaceful crowd. Then the riot started. Then the police fell back and opened the doors for the rioters to come in. It was an entire setup. And the pipe bombs were the convenient excuse to get everybody out of the Capitol to carry out the fake insurrection once all of the actual politicians had been safely ferreted through the tunnels underneath the Capitol to safety. But continuing with this letter written yesterday from Jim Jordan and others to Christopher Wray. They say the committee requested the briefing after we received a whistleblower disclosure from a senior FBI official that raised questions and concerns about the unusual nature of FBI's investigative efforts due to the FBI's failure to adequately respond to Representative Bill Posey's September 2nd, 2021 request for a briefing on the investigation. They say your failure to comply with this request is particularly concerning, given recent media reports regarding the pipe bomb investigation. According to at least one report from a former FBI agent who worked on the investigation, the FBI linked the suspected pipe bomber to metro rail smart trip card that the subject used to travel to the washington metro system from a stop in northern virginia the fbi then used security footage from the northern virginia metro rail stop to identify the license plate of a car that the individual entered still the fbi has not identified the subject one former fbi assistant director observed quote it just doesn't add up there's too much work with to not know who this guy is too much to work with Again, they're covering up who the pipe bomber is for some reason. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, when they ruthlessly target and go after and publicize the name and face and co-opt the family members of people who simply walked through open doors in the Capitol, you would think they would have the same level of intensity when it came to the person who was planting bombs outside the DNC and RNC. Very convenient bombs, I should remind you. But instead, we've gotten about... Ten seconds of footage of this person where they're totally unidentifiable, don't see their face, can't even really make out who they are in terms of race or, you know, uh, behavior. Not interested in actually giving people information to find this person, including their driver's license, driver's plate, so they obviously know who this person is. A lot of speculation as to why they'd want to conceal this identity, but nothing confirmed yet. And then we have this Biden regime lumps Christians, conservatives and Republicans into the same category as Nazis in new DHS anti-terrorism program. Earlier this year, we learned the FBI was targeting and infiltrating Catholic parishes to spy on the congregation. The FBI has also infiltrated protests and now admits to having dozens of federal assets who were working inside the January 6, 2021 protest in Washington, DC. The Biden regime was also caught working with private companies to censor speech in America. They were also, caught lumping Christians, conservatives, and Republicans into the same categories as Nazis in their new Department of Homeland Security terrorism program. This is unprecedented in American history. Not only is this regime targeting its political opponents and jailing hundreds of Trump supporters, they have bro- bro- uh, broadened their targeted population to include Christians, just Christians. And this story was actually reported at Fox News. where They say university program linking Christians, Republicans to Nazis granted DHS funds under an anti-terrorist initiative. And just yesterday, this statement was put out by President Joe Biden, clip number two, where Biden said the U.S. government agencies would take over 100 bold and unprecedented actions, unprecedented, right? Never before in American history has anything remotely to this level ever occurred. I mean, you had the COINTEL program in the 60s where the FBI and the CIA were monitoring and even in some cases intimidating Martin Luther King Jr. and other Civil rights, activist groups, nothing to this level, ever even close, occurred back then. Outrage still to this day about what they did back then. Still to this day, you'll see people bringing it up as an example of why the FBI is corrupt. Nothing even remotely close. At least in those situations, you had them like actually concerned that there was this giant movement that was going to become violent and attempt to start a race war of some sort. They're keeping an eye on it to make sure that Martin Luther King really did have peaceful intentions. Didn't stop him from trying to blackmail him into committing suicide, obviously. We're against that from the beginning, but completely different realm, total different ballpark than what's happening today, where you have Christians, normal conservatives, Fox News, lumped in the same category with neo-Nazis, violent extremist groups, no delineation between them. If you believe in the things that, fa- that America was founded on and that we have had as a part of our political identity and, and DNA from the very beginning, if you believe in that stuff, you are a terrorist. You are an enemy of the regime. You will be confronted with these bold and unprecedented actions. Here's Joe Biden saying that.
4: Collective action to fight
3: hate. This strategy includes over 100 bold and unprecedented actions that government agencies are going to take to counter anti-Semitism. And that includes calls for action for Congress, state and local governments, companies, technology platforms, civil society, and faith leaders, all of them to act, act. Silence is complicity. All of us must stand united to affirm that an attack on any one group of us
2: is an attack on all of us.
1: Completely absurd, but there it is, and we'll, we'll get into more of what this looks like on the other side. First, we got to your phone calls. Let's go to Jordan in New Jersey, talking about that Dr. Martin presentation we just watched. Thanks for calling in, Jordan. You're on the air.
5: How are you, Good, Harrison? Dude. Good. Good. Uh, so I just wanted to follow up on that. Um, he's a brilliant man. Uh, he knows the, um, the bioweapons component of, of this um, to a T and has been clamoring to have this recognized since the early 2000s. And I applaud him for his continued efforts. Um, one thing I'd like to add, though, I don't believe that the, by virtue of this being a bioweapon, that this was the only uh, use for this so-called platform, as he, he referred to it. So, um, nonetheless, um, I, I don't, I've talked to you in the past. I started my own website um, called coronize.com. Um, that deals with the nanotech component of things. And I believe that besides Barrick and this whole gain-of-function component, there was another aspect of this uh, vaccine rollout, which has been kind of swept under the carpet, and as much as COVID has been forgotten, or largely, and we've moved on almost from some of the heinous things that occurred, um, the whole nanotech component of what are in these shots and the other technology that I believe are also uh, a part of the deployment Of this weapon, which was not just to kill a a whole bunch of people, but also to find new ways to control them. Mm
1: -hmm. No, I I, just want
5: to bring that back to the fray.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, you you say this is a multi-variable attack against us, I mean, from the virus itself to the psychological, economic attack as a response to it, to the vaccines, and all of the information that still is coming out about that. We're not focusing on one part of this. This is a full spectrum depopulation program that they're running with. I totally agree.
2: I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure Iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: So Joe Biden has announced over 100 bold and unprecedented actions to fight hate and anti-Semitism, which, of course, they mean just traditional conservative Christian ideals. Parents that don't want their children shown pornography in elementary school, don't want to have to protect their children in the local public school locker room from grown men leering at them while taking their clothes off. Just normal. Things that anybody can get behind. These, this is terrorism, according to these people. Stories of Fox News, a university program li- linking Christians, Republicans to Nazis, granted DHS funds under anti-terror initiatives. This is who they're targeting. This is who they're going after. And the Heritage Foundation has put together a very thorough thread on this, including an image that is the pyramid of far-right radicalization. They say this, exposed. The MRC has discovered, has uncovered a DHS anti-terrorism program that has been weaponized against conservatives, 80 grants, and nearly 30, nearly 40 million taxpayer dollars later, here's a look at how Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas are outsourcing their efforts to conflate conservatives with terrorists. Here you see the pyramid of radicalization, where the first step of this includes things like Fox News, a.k.a. Boomer Central, the Heritage Foundation, which is the most Milk toast, normal, conservative outlet you can imagine. The National Rifle Association, you know, the thing founded to protect the Second Amendment to the Constitution and the second right in the Bill of Rights. They also have just the Republican Party. So this isn't, this isn't like this is the middle ground and to the right is radicalization, to the left is radicalization. They're saying that you're already a radicalized actor if you are a Republican or a viewer of Fox News. That's their take on this. This is what the Biden administration and the Department of Homeland Security is using as their guide to try to target conservatives. Second in this pyramid, second level, has things like Turning Point USA, Breitbart, MAGA, a.k.a. Trump. If you support Trump, you are now not not just a, a dangerous radical. You're in that next level. You're, you're in the yellow card level of danger. PragerU as well. Infowars, of course, even though, frankly, we deserve to be much higher. I mean, really? We're in the same category as PragerU and Turning Point? I don't think so. I don't think so. Have some res- show some respect, propagandists. You put us up where we deserve, on the, on the keystone, the capstone. We are the radicals. Extremely radical in the Ninja Turtle sense of the word. Three percenters, of course, and also just the historical come and take it flag from the Texas Revolution. Just history, just understanding, respecting, appreciating the history of your forefathers and the wars that they fought to guarantee your freedom. Yeah, that makes you a radical. According to these, not just any radical, you're, you're at that next level. You're level two. And then it immediately jumps to uh, the Daily Stormer, American Identity Movement, just basically Nazis. And then above that are the scary, dark Nazis. First, it's colorful Nazis, and then the top level is the the very scary uh, black logo Nazis. Oh, very scary! So we're all we're all lumped in with the neo Nazis, including people who watch Fox News, Prager PragerU, or just vote Republican. Whatever it is, you're a terrorist. University of Dayton is one of the most radical grant recipients of this program, receiving three hundred and fifty two thousand dollars to fight domestic extremism and hate movements biden's dhs government awarded uh, biden's dhs award awarded the grant despite their application including this fallacious chart So this was one of the this is the chart that they gave to the dhs to ask for money the dhs says yeah looks good looks like you're on the right track looks like you're fighting hate and extremism by targeting our political opponents the republicans it's just so obvious i mean it is hard to understand if a republican president and a republican government was funding think tanks and seminars and working groups that would be actualized into policy carried out by the deep state and they were saying yeah and if you vote democrat you are an extremist you will be targeted you are a terrorist i mean it's just it's so obvious it's painful one of these seminars featured DHS governor, uh, DHS agent, Joseph metz Tolix, who emphasized their whole-of-society approach means that at DHS, we only support locals lead. This suggests that DHS chooses who to fund, uh, suggests those DHS chooses to fund are compatible with their vision of leading on, quote, anti-terrorism. A whole-of-society approach. In other terms, Fascism. Yeah, they're not, it's not just a top down control grid. It's that every city will have a mayor that's on this program. Every police force will be trained in this program. Every university will be teaching this course. Every governor will be a part of this program. It is a decentralized tyranny that they're implementing through this constant wave of propaganda that portrays anybody simply defending themselves, their way of life, their heritage, their race, their country, their religion is deemed a terrorist, hateful, dangerous, violent, all the other things that we know are having massive effect on the very stupid among us. One of the local leaders of the University of Cincinnati is University of Cincinnati researcher M. Lodenthal who presented the pyramid of far-right radicalization in a seminar with Agent talix Here he is at one of his seminars telling the audience a lot of what he's doing and advising is, in fact, illegal. This is clip number 10. Let's go now to this admitted illegal tyranny. Let's watch. To go back to, to, to your question about what can liberals do, and, and I feel like it's a trite and, and you know simple answer, but you can give money. That's always really appreciated. Uh, we have legal defense funds because we get in trouble. A lot of the things we're doing are illegal, right? What I'm saying, what I'm telling you, a lot of it is involves breaking the law. And this is what the FBI will say. I've had many conversations with the FBI about this. Isn't that incredible? Working with the FBI at a seminar with the DHS saying what we're doing is illegal and we're doing it in coordination. With our government's law enforcement agencies. That's just the very beginning. He also boasts about how so called anti fascists can pressure service providers to kick people off. Even if enough leftists decide, individuals or organizations like the Heritage Foundation, Breitbart News, PragerU, or TPUSA are radical or white supremacists. They're working with Antifa. They're working with the hate mobs. They're working with the law enforcement agencies. They're working with the Department of Homeland Security and the Biden administration to claim that anyone opposing their policies and this government is an extremist and a terrorist, and they'll be targeted with the full force and weight of the entire deep state. It's the most dangerous thing that's ever happened in this country, and it's happening at a pace, and it's happening with the complicity and agreement and support a huge number of our fellow citizens. And that's the most troubling part of all of it. We'll cover more a little bit later. It's got to your phone calls now. Apparently, Chad GPT has called in. Interesting. Let's go to clip uh, line number four here. Chad. Uh, oh, Chad. Okay. Chad GPT. Thanks for calling in from Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hey,
4: uh, is this Harrison? Harry Potter?
1: It is yeah, speaking. This is, uh,
4: Chad. This is uh, Chad GPT kind of a more alpha version of uh, ChatGPT. Okay, good, uh, good to hear from yeah, you. What's uh, your comments
1: on uh, Stuart Rhodes' sentencing?
4: Yeah, uh, I received your input of news of Stuart Rhodes' dangerous jail sentence, and uh, I think the oathkeeper Keeper sentence surely will be, like, accelerating derision and set a dangerous precedent where some participants in future wild protests, like J6, will have, like, a I-don't-care attitude let alone, like, adding to the gasoline of the 2024, you know, election mm-hmm. uh, wildfire that it's going to be. And kind of like, you know, strategy-wise, like the weaponry given to Ukraine or the LGBTQIA plus slippery slope spiral. You know, I think, I, you know, the mathematics in my algorithm equate that will be lion's food again soon enough, like Stuart Rhodes has been thrown to the lions. Mm -hmm. or you know you see ashley babbitt like there's people that care but not a lot of people that really care you know and um you can see what it leads to kind of linking up to your dr martin covid clip you know um how now post coronavirus it leads to situations where government government tyranny and technocracy just you know runs wild you know and this uh, coronavirus is like uh, all the conspiracy theory- theories combined. It has eugenics in there, sterilizations, saline fake shots. Definitely, obviously, the 5G stuff wiring into people with analog, you know, micro microelectronics and nanobots.
1: The destruction of the immune system. And I mean, you know, you're exactly right. The we, economic war. Yeah, we got it. We got to go to co- commercial break here. I'm sorry to have to cut you off, but we'll go to more of your phone calls on the other side. We'll be joined in the third hour by Courtney Turner. Stay with us. So a lot of news to cover. We haven't even touched on some of the war mongering and saber saber rap rattling that's going on across the world you need to touch on that and trust me we will but your phone calls first on the other side in the third hour of the american journal don't go
2: anywhere i talk a lot about the great successes Infowars wars has had i don't think anybody can deny it and it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us But when we talk about the crew at info wars people behind the scenes the researchers the writers they really have been the mvps in this fight and when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at m If just 1% more of you took action and went to m our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.